Welcome back to another episode of the Hoops Temple podcast. Y'all know me, Nathan Schwartz. Joining me from Denmark, Nico Larson. And joining us from New Zealand, Dylan Williamson. In our Koto Kator. You, you can't do this to us. You can't start <laughs> greeting us in other languages after we've already introduced Nico. <laughs> Nico, from Denmark. Why don't you say hello? Goddag, goddag. Beautiful. Well, we had a pretty entertaining pod today, if I do say so myself. We started off talking about the play-in. We planned to do both conferences, but just ended up talking about the West. Then we played a nice little game of Podal, one of the newest games on the internet. Taking the internet by storm. If you don't know what it is, it's like Wordle, but guessing games. You can use a silhouette if you want. We will look down on you. It's all about trying to figure this this thing out. But check it out and let's check out the pod. I've, I've got three tabs always open in my browser. One is Hoops Temple TikTok. The other is Purtle and the other is BetUS. <laughs> you don't know how much I want to just beep one of those out. <laughs> so you're just like, I have three tabs always open my browser. <laughs> one is... <laughs> 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 Play the music. Is there are other like good like big news topics ish. Well, the Celtics signed Nick Stauskas. Huh. The return of the source. Did Tyreek Evans ever get picked up? Uh, no, he worked out for the Bucks and then never got signed by anyone. He is pretty old, so I'm guessing he's washed. Such a shame that he couldn't have like had this happen like a couple months earlier when they were like bringing in like anyone. Hey, Joe Johnson, we we really need someone. Yeah, yeah. Like he he must have got so screwed from that. Like he's got to be better than Joe Johnson. So like if they cleared him like a couple months earlier. I mean, honestly, that might have been what really sparked this. Just just a pure desperation to try to get someone back. Yeah, but everyone's fine now. Like they've got enough players now. Now they don't need him. They need him a couple months ago. They were like bringing random guys off the street. Even I got a 10-day offer. They were just signing <laughs> everyone. The Lakers just signed DJ Augustine. So I don't think that everyone's quite out of that. <laughs> DJ Augustine's like still an NBA player. He's never he's never been out of the league. I'm pretty sure Tyreek Evans brings down the average age of the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, haven't signed him yet. No, he's too young. Let me Let me see here. Come on, there's got to be like an age average somewhere on basketball reference. Lakers are kind of figured some stuff out recently, I feel like. Don't do it. Don't give me hope. <laughs> they just kind of know like which five guys to play now. And one of them is undrafted white rookie Austin Reeves. I, I think yeah. it's all about Malik Monk, who's kind of just said, fuck it. I took a one year bet on myself deal to like come to the Lakers, a lot less money than I could have gotten other places. So I wanted to win a championship. And I am not getting a return on my investment right now unless I pick up the pace. So yeah. he's been all over the court. Yeah. Yeah, he's been good. You know who hasn't been all that good? Who's that? All of the teams we're about to discuss today because they are stuck in the middle of the pack. We are discussing the play-in teams. What a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nico. It's a tru <laughs> truly uh, genius person thought of this. You know why I thought of about this? Why did you think about this? Because last week we talked and I made this 
insane, preposterous um, like suggestion that the Pelicans might be a underdog for the playoffs. Or we talked about like who was going to be the title uh, contestants uh, for 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 this year's playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned New Orleans Pelicans as a like you said, dark, 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 dark horse team. Was was that the episode where you said that the Pelicans were better than the Bulls? I mean, said the Pelicans yeah, had a better chance of winning the championship than the Bulls. <laughs> There's a difference. All, all I said was just that the Bulls is not worth talking about, and the Pelicans are. So Things in the West have a potential of going awry. There's enough solid teams in, in the East that Chicago's yeah. not going to make it out. Yeah, but, but um, so, so since last week, the Pelicans has been great, and CJ's look, looks good. Yeah. The pieces they have right now fits Zion really well. So, like, in theory, with Zion back, they look like a pretty tough team. They are pretty much in the play-in. Like, I don't see Portland getting over the Pelicans. And Zion seems to be back soon. Like, that that's what the boss is. He's also looked a lot slimmer than all the other pictures we've seen throughout the year. So maybe we get a fit sign Williamson back with CJ McCollum on the team and a Pelicans team that is doing great. Since this arbitrary date that I just randomly put in off the 1st of February, they're the fourth in the league in net rating. So if, you know, over, over an entire month, they're one of the best teams in the league. Well, and to add less context to that, if I told you that Nikola Jokic had 46 points, 12 rebounds, 11 assists, four blocks, three steals, on 72, 60, 91% shooting splits, how badly do you think the Pelicans should have lost by? Like 138 to 102. Right? Like, that is ungodly numbers. Yeah. Legitimately, in one of my fantasy leagues, it was 90-something points. Uh, yeah. my, my nine-cat league, I lost seven categories because of that. <laughs> Just off the <laughs> Yeah, like it was a pretty close night. I was like, I think I can pull this out as long as uh, Jokic, you know, doesn't do anything too crazy. But instead, the Pelicans sent the game to overtime and lost by six. Like, that is insane that they were able to uh, stay in the ball game against that effort. Yeah, I saw a great tweet about Jokic's stat line that um whatever it is, forty six point triple double with four blocks. That he's the first player to ever do that uh, since LeBron in two thousand ten. Like it's just like this absurd, ridiculous stat line, and it's like, oh yeah, just 2010 LeBron did it. Not that long ago. You know, like whenever you see those crazy lines, it's like, yeah, he's the only player to do it apart from Wilt, but no, Le- LeBron did it like 12 years ago. I, I saw the same tweet, and I just love the fact that it's like, first player ever since 2010. Yeah. <laughs> since 2010 when LeBron did it. That doesn't count as first player ever. So, so in the games after the All-Star break, they, the league's top-ranked defense allowing uh, 101 points per 100 possessions before the break they were one of the worst teams in the league in terms of defense i don't know why adding cj mccollum makes your defense better but that's (laughs) what happened i think it's more playing the lakers the jazz and the kings that makes your defense better (laughs) i mean they've played the suns utah and denver yeah i think it's just i think it's more minutes for herb jones yeah i mean he's, he's incredible they have upsized a lot. You know, they're playing in Brandon Ingram at the two, which is something that I think I poked fun of them. And I was like, you're not going to be able to do that. 
So they're they're making me kind of eat my own words, but they're doing Jackson Hayes at the four next to Valanchunas, and they've slid Herb down to the three. So like they're trying to become Cleveland West, basically. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is like you get all the benefit of having two centers, which you know provides sort of the most defensive value. Um, yeah. And then you add in Herb's legitimate like big wing ball stopper skills. Um, and you've got like a really solid defensive front line. Like Ingram's long as hell too. Like in an ISO, he's pretty good. He just can't get over screens. Yeah. But like he's he's got length to like get in the passing lanes and bring help when he feels like it. I mean, all I'm saying is that it looks good in terms of a Cyan return. Like if he's he's point Cyan again, which was great before he got injured. A lineup of Cyan at the, uh, I guess, point guard position with CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas is good for spacing. And if you can play Herb Jones as well for, for some defense that they seem to lack with Cyan on the court, I mean, it looks good on paper. I wouldn't be happy meeting up with the New York, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans if I'm the Lakers. That does look like the most likely outcome for 9-10. I mean, I can't imagine... Yeah. LeBron's going to have 50-point nights all that frequently heading forward. Uh, and I, I also don't see anyone below them really catching up. I was I was pretty excited about the Kings. And the Kings are just not mm. not going to keep... I mean, the Kings are just not going anywhere. That's yeah, a little uh, bit sad. It seems like Sabonis wasn't the answer uh, after all. Like he, yeah. he, has, he hasn't suddenly turned the Kings into a championship contender. <laughs> Yeah, surprisingly, adding all-star DeMonte Sabonis didn't fix their defense. <laughs> yeah, but it was exciting for a few games. Hey, since since the all-star break, they have won two games yeah. and lost four, so not an actual improvement. No. But the Ooh. Clippers are doing well lately. Uh, the Timberwolves are doing great lately. Uh, and like the middle Western Conference teams are battling it hard. Like Denver, Dallas, Utah... They don't want to drop down beneath uh, Minnesota. Yeah, the the West is sort of um stratified quite strongly. Like you've got your top two teams, and then like you said, those powerhouses in the you know sort of um lower end of the of the guaranteed spots. And then the players looking pretty set as well, um, as long as Portland don't accidentally win more games. Yeah, it it shouldn't be possible to win more games when you're sitting all your players. <laughs> like. Justice Winslow is going to continue to carry them. Okay. <laughs> a good way to describe Portland right now. There was a guy in my Yahoo Fantasy League that popped up as like uh, the most uh, signed player in the last 24 hours, and I didn't know who the fuck they, he was. <laughs> <laughs> like, who was he? <laughs> uh, I think it was, his name was something with Watson. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some forward Watford? from Portland. Trendon Watford? Yeah. Oh, I did some draft scouting, some, some draft work on him. He's, he's kind of Trendon nice. what for? Yeah. 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 He, he doesn't have any sort of like jump shot. <laughs> Skills. <laughs> so so he, ha- he hasn't played uh, any like significant minutes for the Portland Trailblazers most of the season. But the last two games, he, he's played over 30 minutes, providing like plus 10 points, about 10 rebounds, about f- five assists per game. Hmm. <laughs> it's just like if you're suddenly playing guys like him over 30 minutes you don't want to win <laughs> quick question for you guys how many players do you think portland has played this season i'm guessing like 
18. Oh, more than that. Uh, yeah, yeah, because like even with COVID, like the average team's played like 20 games oh, or like yeah, 20 yeah. players. True, true, true. All right, I'm going to set the over-under go for you guys at the Kobe yeah. Bryant 24. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> let's let's go over because like the average team has played like 20 players and then um they've traded a lot of guys. They have played like, 25 players this season. 25. They're trying really hard to lose, but they just can't quite pull it off. Though they, like, they, they are dropping at the moment. I was looking at the roster to like look at how many new players they have on their roster. I completely forgot they have Joe Ingles on their roster. That confused me for a moment. Yeah, he's never going to play for them, though. Yeah. I'm like, they acquired they didn't wait Joe. For me. Yeah, I mean, he's just going back to Utah next season, probably. Mm. But, like, they, they've acquired Joe Ingles, Eric Bledsoe, Kian Johnson, Josh Hart, Drew Eubanks, uh, Justice Winslow. Uh, just a who's who uh, of guys I don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have some um, residual Lakers love for Josh Hart. Remember that one summer league where he was really good? Yeah, no, I actually do love Hart. And Hart's been such a scrappy defender. He's kind of like Bill Simmons has been on this whole kick of like, ah, oh, the Lakers should have kept Lando. Yeah, should have kept Lonzo in the uh, AD and, and trade. The Davis trade. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. no, we could not have gotten him for just Ingram. Like the Celtics yeah. were offering in, uh, Jalen Brown. We needed Alonzo. We should have been able to keep Josh Hart. That's those are the like the little throw-ins, the Josh Hart's, the Thomas Bryant's, and you know the guys that that went everywhere else. Like that's me. That's what makes me mad. But refocus us. Pelicans versus Lakers. Potential mm. play-in. Who do you got? I mean, it, it is kind of tough to like rule LeBron out in a matchup against the Pelicans. Um, I think for me it depends on whether or not Zion is back. Really, I mean, if Zion is back, I actually kind of want to favor the Pelicans. Ooh! But it, it relies on him and and in what state he's in when he's back. Yeah, I don't trust a team with Westbrook to to like beat anyone in one game. They actually don't match up terribly against the Lakers too. Like especially with um, yeah. you know, if they can. Keep their their tall ball lineup, mm-hmm. and just you just like throw Jackson Hayes on Russell Westbrook because he can't shoot anyway. And then Herb Jones is you know strong enough to at least try to guard LeBron. Yeah, Valanciunas is really strong, so you can't like bully him in the post. So there's a good Anthony Davis matchup. You know he's a good rebounder; you can keep him off the glass. And then like who's trying to guard CJ? Like do they have to go back to playing Avery Bradley, and then their offense sucks? No, no, we we got Hillbilly Kobe for that. I mean, even if Pelicans go kind of small and play Devonta Graham and CJ McCollum, like the Lakers don't have guard defenders that can get, they can guard multiple threats from from the guard position. It's wild that DJ Augustine played last night and looked serviceable, and that yeah. Emily Johnson was like really useful. And right. it, it just the Pelicans are by far a better team, but that LeBron fifty point night kind of made yeah uh, just, sort of has you second guessing right sort of has me second guessing right yeah yeah it's like this 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 is still lebron james like this is still the second best player of all time the one thing that i might say is that the lakers are pretty much average in the pack in rebounding but one of the worst on the bottom five teams uh and giving up rebounds it's like they let their opponents just dominate them on the boards mm-hmm. and 
the Pelicans, if they stay big, have just such mm-hmm. a rebounding advantage that yeah. it's one and done and it's physical all night for the Lakers. And New Orleans just, just has like an easy road. Yeah, like yeah. Camelo Anthony is not going to box out Valanciunas. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I just pulled up Pelican stats here. They're seventh in the league in rebounding and the third best in uh, limiting opponents' rebounds. So, yeah. All right, I'm voting New Orleans. <laughs> and that's worth yeah. playing small for most of the year. Like the Hayes Valanciunas thing has been, you know, a fairly recent development. So that's yeah, they've been dominating with just Valanciunas and Herb Jones up front. Yeah, and then once you once you go big, and then Herb Jones is your three, and Brandon Ingram's your two. Like that's, that that should make you even more difficult. Like you said, uh, Dylan, that that the Lakers kind of like found shit out. Like, but the Pelicans have as well. Yeah. You know, they found Herb Jones and, and, and all that. Anyway, uh, there's also one more thing that worries me about the Lakers. Like, it seems like they have found a way to be more effective. But, like, that involves LeBron playing plus 35 minutes per game. And that's not a sustainable strategy going into the playoffs. Like, mm-hmm. the, the reason they got Westbrook in the first place was to not play LeBron more than 30 minutes per game. That just didn't happen. Mm. I, I don't know if if LeBron can actually be that big of a presence in the playoffs that they were hoping. He's coming off a season where he's played more minutes than the last like four seasons, I think. Yeah, like as long as he can hold up, like in the playoffs, he always plays ridiculous minutes anyway. Like he can he can sort of withstand that stretch, you know that that has in the past involved not having a playing game and like a couple shorter first round series or. You know, second round series, or you know, maybe sweeping the Raptors in the conference finals or whatever. So he does steal a few games there, but um, I think like once you get to the playoffs, like he just plays forty minutes. Like even in the playing game, he just plays forty minutes, and you know, he's he is like one of the best conditioned athletes in the world. All right, so what's your vote? Who who's winning? Oh man, yeah, I'll join you guys on, right. on the on the Pelicans. Not not I'm not like. You know, it's it's like fifty one percent Pelicans, forty nine percent Lakers. Like once you get to the playoffs, and you know Vogel doesn't have to worry about like the politics, and he can just play the best guys, and he can play LeBron all the minutes, and LeBron, you know, is sort of giving his all. Um, I think they're going to be a lot better. And then, like I said, like they they sort of figured out the six guys they can actually play, and in the playoffs, you don't really need any more than that. So, you know, I think that they are. Still going to be dangerous, but I'll go a slight advantage to the Pelicans, given everything that we just discussed. All right. At the top of the Western Conference play-in, we currently have Minnesota at six, the Clippers at seven. Looking at Tankathon's strength of schedule, Denver does have the sixth hardest strength of schedule remaining. Dallas has the 28th, so Dallas has like a cakewalk schedule the rest of the way. Uh, Do you think anyone's going to slip in, or do you think... T-Wolves and Clippers will probably still be those teams at, at the end. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a lock, but I, I really don't see Denver slipping down to to the seventh seed. So so I think it's pretty, for me at least, it, it's pretty likely that this is the outcome we'll, we'll see at the end of the season. So Minnesota and, and, and the LA Clippers is going to be in a matchup, which is, in my opinion, a lot harder to predict than the Lagos-Pelicans game. Hmm. I mean, is Paul George back for the playoffs? I don't know. Dylan, have you been hearing anything? What's the buzz out of Clipperland? Um, well, he's, you know, he's shooting. So that's 
positive. Um, when Ty Luga asked about it last time, he said that he's hopeful that he'll be back. Um, and uh, while we're touching on it, he said he's not hopeful that Kawhi will be back. Um, so Kawhi probably not, but they could also be, you know, posturing. Um, but yeah, he said that he's hopeful that Paul George will be back. Saw a, a great tweet, which hopefully I can find so I can credit whoever made it. Brian S. Cullen said, Paul George posted that he needs help in Eldering yesterday on his Instagram. Have you guys um seen seen much about that game or have you played that game? No, I haven't. Okay. So so Brian Cullen was saying that him playing that great game is great news because it means his elbow is good enough to throw his remote across the room. Um so <laughs> yeah, he, he should he, he should be progressing. Um uh, so yeah, I think there's a decent chance that he's that he is back. And I'd say there's probably a, a, a much lower chance that Kawhi will be back. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they were taking like the opposite thought pattern was that Kawhi was closer. Sort of an interesting like niche Clippers thing is the Clippers posted a video of Marcus Morris shooting mm-hmm. in practice. Um, and, and, and off in the background, you could see Kawhi also shooting. And once people started pointing that out, the Clippers deleted the video. Um, so... I think, you know, there's there's a little bit of a chance that they're trying to be covert about this and Kawhi is closer to returning than what some people would think. But yeah, when, when Ty Lue got asked about it, he said that he, he doesn't think he'll be back. It's, it's, it's a little bit suspicious, but... But like there's, it seems like there's a lot of like smoke screening going on in, in, in Clipperland. Mm-hmm. Like they're yeah. not being specific about anything. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're always like that. Like Paul George had an MRI and then they just like didn't say anything about it. Like that was the big day. Like we were all counting down. It's like it's MRI day, and then they just didn't say anything about it. It's like they yeah. didn't, you know, say anything. And you remember last year in the in the playoffs, and Kawhi was listed, you know, questionable for every single game, despite having a a major injury where he obviously wasn't going to play. So the Clippers aren't the most, you know, transparent when it comes to injury stuff. Man, are we finally going to get the battle of the LA teams in the eight nine matchup for the play in? Mm. Yeah, if Timberwolves get this win, which Timberwolves are hot right now, and their their offense is really clicking, their defense hasn't been horrific lately. The improvements of Jaden McDaniels and Jared Vanderbilt. I keep saying I'm going to write something about Jared Vanderbilt, and I never do. But I I think maybe I should just like do a montage of every unnecessary hustle play that he makes, where he like dives yeah. on the ball or just pokes something loose, just tips deflections. Like the guy is everywhere, but. Be really sad if if they knock out the Clippers and the Lakers somehow beat the Pelicans, and that is finally the first time the Lakers and Clippers face each other in the not even playoffs, but play in. The Minnesota Timberwolves has gone from 111 offensive rating and 110 defensive rating pre the All Star game to 122 offensive rating and 114 defensive rating uh, since the All Star. So it seems like they improved a lot with a lot better shooting percentages. But this matchup is kind of like Minnesota got a lot of more, like a lot more star power than the Clippers. If if Kawhi and Paul George isn't coming back, but like the Clippers is just like a bunch of perfect like role players for a playoff team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you could take D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns. And like plug them into the uh, pe- uh, the Clippers team, that would that would be a pretty damn good playoff team. Yeah, but um, the Clippers is just way better coached, I think. And it seems like they just have a great mentality. 
in terms of like their eagerness and their willingness to like fight for victory. Whereas I think the Minnesota Timberwolves is like they're a lot younger and not really not really ready for the big stage yet. So mm. two very different teams for sure. Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the Wolves are kind of like in a playoff experience. Like Carl Towns has played like what four games What's in the playoffs. I want to say they got one one series. Yeah, yeah, one series. Uh, yeah, one series with Jimmy Butler. Patrick Beverly has obviously played like a lot of playoff games, um, and like he's a pretty good matchup to like stop Reggie Jackson from doing what he did last playoffs. So that that's a good matchup. For what it's worth, the the season series between the two teams, Clippers won the first three and then lost the fourth. I want to say that Paul George played in each of the first three, so that kind of makes that a little bit trickier to to you know make conclusions from. Um, yeah, a lot a lot of a lot of younger players on the Wolves up against all the veterans on the Clips. Yeah, what did you say? I'm taking the Timberwolves. Cat's making the first playoffs on his own. Not necessarily on his own. He's got Edwards. Yeah, I'm. I'm also leaning the same way as you, Nate. Like I also think that the star power of the Minnesota Timberwolves is too much for the Clippers to overcome. With Norman Powell also being out, I think Carl Anthony Towns seems like he's he's stepped up a bit, especially since the All Star break. Like seems like he really wants to do something more now. Mm. Yeah, I mean the the Clippers are better in a lot of ways, but like the playoffs is about your star players. Yeah, Carl Towns and D'Angelo Russell—they're just a little bit better than Marcus Morris and Richie Jackson. Steal a bit from the Athletics Saturday Slamma Jam. We're gonna go back and forth naming players until one of you gets one wrong. Can you tell me which Clippers players average more than ten points per game this season? <laughs> or which players averaged more than 10 points per game this season while in a Clippers uniform. Keeping in mind, these players may no longer be in a Clippers uniform and may no longer be in the NBA. Oh, how, how many are there? There are eight <laughs> players. Ooh. Dylan, as the resident Clippers fan, we're going to have you go second. So, Nico, you want to start us off? Name a Clipper that averaged at least 10 points per game. This is terrifying. Who's also not a Clipper. Uh, oh. No, 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 just just anyone who's played for the Clippers any amount of games and averaged at least ten points. Yep. Okay, so like Paul George. Paul George, that's one. Yeah. Seven left. Dylan. Uh, Reggie Jackson. That's two. Nico. Um, Normal Powell. Yep, that's three. He's only played three games, but he averaged twenty-one points. Marcus Morris. Four for four so far. We're doing good. Now this this is where it gets sketchy. Ah. Uh. <laughs> So average uh, ten plus points for the Clippers, or just in in the season in general, specifically for the Clippers. So if someone traded midway through the year, or like say an Eric Bledsoe, we're only looking at their Clippers points. It's a I, I want to say Amir Coffee, but I don't know if like he's been at the good level of play the entire season. Like I want to say Amir Coffee. It is not Amir Coffee. Dylan, for a chance to steal these points in a game that I made up two seconds ago and don't have any sort of strategy for, can you name one more Clipper averaging 10 more points? Uh, Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. You guys want to know who was left on the board? Uh, Terrence Mann. Terrence Mann. Yep. What's, what's, what's Amir at? Amir was at 8.7. Uh, pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Not bad for a two-way guy. No? No. 
Nope. But there are two left, and they are Ivakis Zubak and James Ennis the third. James Ennis, man. <laughs> I would never have got James Ennis. <laughs> you would not have guessed that the 31-year-old two-way player who played two games for Brooklyn, three games for the Clippers, and three games for the Nuggets, and is now back out of the league, somehow put up 10 points per game. I don't know what it is about James Ennis that like makes him suck so much. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Like he, In theory, he's a pretty good player. Like His defense... It's sometimes good. And yeah. Yeah. You'd think they'd like at least be on a roster. He's mm. 31. The hmm. perfect age for the Lakers. They needed a wing defender. Instead, they got Stanley Johnson, who, you know, not bad, not bad. But maybe we can uh, uh, trade out Trevor Reza for a James Ennis. I don't think that would hurt us too much. Like, I don't know. Is, I, is... I, I think, you know, Trevor Reza is, is better as a guy on the bench never playing as just like a teammate than James Ennis would be as a guy on the bench never playing. Here's the terrible thing. I actually want us to play James Ennis. <laughs> no, you've you've got your um your six man rotation. Okay, you've got your six players that can play. You don't need to go any further. Of course, because who wants six? Who wants seven players? <laughs> Why would you know, we LeBron, want that? LeBron and AD can play forty minutes. You'll be fine. You only need six. Oh, you were counting AD in that six? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I, then I guess you got seven. Oh God, we're doomed. Yeah, you you got you got seven players. Look at that. Uh, all right, Dylan, you're gonna take the Clippers yes. or the Timberwolves. Um, I'm gonna take the Clippers, but it doesn't really matter because you guys both took the Wolves. So all right, then that just I leaves... get to not sell out with zero consequences. Well played, but now you have to choose between the Clippers and the Pelicans. Also, it might be worth even discussing: Are the Clippers going to remain at the? At the seven spot, they have the third hardest strength of schedule remaining with a game against Phoenix, game against Golden State, two against Utah, one against Philly, one against Milwaukee, and one against Chicago. Sounds like a lot of losses. Yeah. The wildest part of this is that you're immediately looking at the Lakers and like, oh man, they, they, they may be able to like get six games on the Clippers, but like the Pelicans might actually go up to the eighth seed. Yeah, and the Pelicans play the Lakers twice. So those two games are going to be huge for final yeah, yeah. final standings. So if you're the if you're the Clippers or the Pelicans, do you want the 9-10 seed more than getting up to the 8-7 seed <laughs> to, to face up against the Lakers instead of the Timberwolves? No, I really I really love how they did the the play in because the fact that 7-8 play each other for the 7th seed. Yeah. And then the loser yeah. plays nine ten. Yeah, that's like, true. It's it's perfectly incentivized to want to be the higher seeds. Yeah, but like even if you've got like a ninety percent chance of winning that first game, like just having that ten percent chance of losing is like too much to. Yeah. Too much to bear. Right. Yeah. Right. The the one possible uh, exception is for Brooklyn, who probably wants to avoid Toronto at all costs in these yeah kinds of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can can you imagine like what a disaster that would be? Just flipping over to the East for a second. Right now yeah. we have Toronto in seven, Charlotte in eight, Brooklyn at nine, and Atlanta at ten. But Charlotte, Brooklyn, and Atlanta are all tied. If Brooklyn were to get the eight, they would have to play Toronto in the first round, where they would be the road team, but would not be able to bring Kyrie because unvaccinated. 
Uh, and then they would have oh. to play the winner of Charlotte or Atlanta. As the home team. As the home team and not have Kyrie. <laughs> Damn. Huh. It really isn't easy having Kyrie on your team. <laughs> like, can, you see, can you see why Harden wanted to leave now? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Man. Grant's just salty he didn't get to go too. Yeah, yeah I guess. guess. <laughs> Watching the... Uh, rushing the Brooklyn Nets right now. I mean, Kevin Durant is still as great as ever, but like other than him, it, it's not really that optimal for a playoff run. Like Bruce Brown is like kind of he would be a good fifth player. Like in in the uh, like uh, the worst starter or, or like uh, coming off the bench, but like he's got such a big role in both ends. When the Brooklyn Nets are playing at the moment, their, their like whole roster construction just doesn't really make sense. No, yeah. like why they why they waste the roster spot on Goran Dragic? It's right. just like basically Petty Mills, but worse. They like, were bringing, really need. Uh, they were bringing Petty Mills and Goran Dragic in like uh, as like a duo um, in the game against the Celtics, hmm. which 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 looked like that's, really that's weird. A, yeah, that's a good way to never get a stop. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't really that great, to be honest. Go on. I mean, what else are you going to do? You've got Kyrie, you've got Dragic, you've got Mills, and you've got Curry. Yeah. yeah. Like, you kind of have to play two of those guys at, at all times, which means you're never going to stop on any guard. Yeah. Or, like, maybe Ben Simmons guards a guard, and then, like, Seth Curry has to guard a, a, a small forward or a power forward. Yeah. For basketball reference, the biggest... Actually, we're going to add this. This is another game show question, and we'll give... Dylan, the first chance. Dylan, who is the tallest and heaviest per basketball reference of Patty Mills, Seth Curry, Kyrie Irving, and Goran Dragic? Tallest and heaviest, respectively, or Um, it's it's one player? Actually, sorry, one guy is heavier, so we're just going to go with the tallest. I thought it was the same player. I feel like they're all pretty similar. There's one player who is listed as one inch taller on basketball reference. I feel like Kyrie and Curry are six three, and then maybe Goran six four. Is that your final answer? Yeah, why not? That is correct. Goran is the tallest uh, yeah. of the the group. And is Kyrie the heaviest? Kyrie is the heaviest. I mean, you think I wouldn't suck so much on on my daily purdle with um this great trivia knowledge? Have you guys done purdle yet today? Yeah, this one was really good. I think uh, I haven't done it yet. Don't have you done it? No. I haven't like quite figured out like a good starting point. Oh, I have the perfect starting point. Yeah. So every single it's got to be like day. a middle of the road player, right? Yeah, the perfect one for me, uh, at least I believe, is um, Draymond Green. What? Okay. What do you want? Like a like a six six small forward? Because then like you, you know if, if yeah, I guess Draymond's short though, which is useful. I go with his teammate Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, good one as well. Yeah. Like he's median age as well. Yeah, so it's like, he's quite yeah. tall though. No, he's only six seven. Is he? I thought he was six eight. Huh. No, no, Wiggins is Wiggins is. I'm pretty sure Wiggins is the best player to use for this. I mean, I haven't yeah. like mathematically looked into it, but he's 26 years old. Um, so like yeah. kind of median in age. He is listed at six seven, so like kind of that median height, small forward. Yeah. Um, small and forward, so it's the middle position. And a subtle one is his jersey number is 22. And so, like, it kind of splits jersey numbers, whereas where it's like really close to twenty three. So if you know you find like 
I think more players wear 23 than anything else, but he's been my starting guy. Uh, or occasionally I'll mix it up and go with Svi Mikhail Luke, oh. just for funsies. Yeah. <laughs> just just for fun. <laughs> just 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 to be a little bit quirky. But I, yeah. I'm so bad at at remembering uh, jersey numbers, so I usually just go yeah, for age and size. Yeah, the the jersey numbers always screw me. Like when I'm like down to like, right, I know the position, I know the size, I know the age, I know yeah. the you know, and I'm like, fuck, what number? Like when it was Jalen Suggs the other day, I was like, who, what, what fucking number does Jalen Suggs wear? Yeah. Dude, the Grant Williams one got me. Like, I don't know why I was convinced it was one of the Martin brothers. It's so like I, I searched Cody Martin, and I was like, no. And I was like, all right, that's got to be Caleb Martin. He wears twelve then. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. They're in the same division. I got the division wrong, so it's definitely not the Suggs <laughs> one. And then I was like. All right, who wears number twelve? And it's like ah, Aaron Naismith. Oh, it's Boston. Who? I was like, damn it, it was Grant Williams. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It took me like eight guesses. Yeah. Maybe at the end of the pod we can race and see who gets it done first, like in fewer guesses. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna do that now? We can do Eastern Conference next week because this is um, you know, it took a long time on the West. I'm done to save Eastern Conference for next week. Hopefully, we'll have a yeah. little bit more uh, more symmetry. Mm-hmm. So, Nico, as a bar setter, uh, how many guesses did it take you? The hurdle? Yeah. I think it was three guesses. Oh, damn. Yeah. Did you look uh, at the silhouette? No. Yeah. Yeah. No silhouette. Silhouette on its own kind of like yeah, makes that's, that's the kind of useless. Yeah. I, I went three, three guesses. All right. Dylan, who's your first guess? Um, my first guess I'm going with Andrew Wiggins. Damn it. I'll go with... <laughs> I'm going to go with Speed McKaylee okay. then. <laughs> yeah, well, y- yours was better than mine. <laughs> I don't think it was. <laughs> oh, wait. We have different options. We're getting different people. Huh? Oh, shit. We screwed up because we're in different days. Yeah, it's across the international oh. date line. <laughs> oh, no. That's going to ruin the game entirely. <laughs> Fuck. I should have done Wiggins. <laughs> oh, man. Um, All right. Um, Nico, are you on the same day as me? No, I'm still on on uh, your yesterday. <laughs> All right, could you All reload right. yours, and I'll tell you my guesses, and then so that yeah, we're yeah, 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 doing kind of the same thing. So you say Wiggins? Yeah, yeah. So you you got um, uh, the conference right, the division yeah. right, yeah, uh, the uh, position right. Okay, <laughs> but he's slightly taller. Wiggins is or or the player? The player you're guessing is slightly okay. taller than six seven. Yeah, yeah. And he's way older, and yep. he's wearing a way uh, smaller number on his jersey. Oh, man. All right. So, like, you're, you're looking at a team in the Pacific Division yep. who is a forward. And, and, and a forward. Yeah. Who is old. Who, who's older than 27. And, and not, ju- what was the jersey number? What was the jersey uh, number? Under 22 and way under. All right. Um, let's try LeBron James, who is way older than Andrew Wiggins. I'm going to go with yeah, Kawhi okay. Leonard for my second pick. I feel like LeBron's okay. too popular. It has to be like a semi-obscure player. Like if it was LeBron James, everyone would get it. Yeah. So on LeBron, you're right on the team. You're right on the conference. You're right on the, the uh, division, of, of course. The right position, he's not as tall as LeBron, though. A little bit under 6'9". He's also not as old as LeBron. He's a little bit under 37. And he's wearing a number uh, way under 6'. 
forgot that LeBron was in six. I was thinking 23 for some reason. And I was like, ah, yeah, that, that's actually. a terrible choice, Dylan. That's why I went with Kawhi, because I was like, all right, number yeah. two. Okay. But but I guess right. I guess I guess we're kinda like now it's easy for Nate because your guess was good. Yeah, it's yeah. double close. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a razor. I don't know what position he plays. Oh, sorry, what, what number he wears. It is, it is yeah. a visa. Yeah. Great. You got it on free as All well. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. Right, Nate, your turn. What do you guess? <laughs> <laughs> so I knew I, I knew division because the Kawhi yeah. told me division. I wouldn't have yeah. known team uh, except for Dylan telling or except for Nico's telling me. So I went with uh, or that, that kind of gave me like a little bit of a cheating advantage. Because with Kawhi, I knew the number was below two. Yeah. So I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, this is either someone who's wearing one or is wearing zero. Yeah. And actually, I was like kind of embarrassed because like, fuck, who's number one on the Lakers? Is yeah. it Andre Drummond? Like that was the only person I could think of. Yeah. <laughs> like the last person I could think of to wear one. Yeah. So then when you said reason, I was like, oh, that's good. That's good. So yeah, yeah that, that is also my final guess. <laughs> <laughs> good job <laughs> really should have organized this better so like maybe you had to take your headphones off or something yeah i don't know i i kind of want to see who you get for the uh for tomorrow's oh, yeah? it kind of ruins it for me tomorrow but i can just show me super smart and just be like boom guessed it in one that'd right, be so, a bit a bit lucky i guess so you did wiggins <laughs> what, what what hints do we have for wiggins he is shorter than wiggins Younger than Wiggins and wears a lower jersey number than Wiggins. Conference. Oh, okay. Oh, so, uh, so we're doing another one. Yeah, we're gonna. We get to do tomorrow's in advance. Oh, we're, oh. we're doing tomorrow's. <laughs> nice. Okay. Like, uh, uh, repeat it. Like All you right. got Wiggins. So um, it's it's not not the team, not the conference, not the division, not the position. All right. So we're looking for a younger guard in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, pretty much. Shorter than Wiggins. Younger than Wiggins. Jersey number lower than Wiggins. How do you guys feel about guessing Trey Young as like a collective guess? He wears 11, kind of splits the difference. All right, so in the East, not in the Southeast Division, is a guard taller than 6'1", jersey, sorry, younger than 23, which makes it difficult, and jersey number lower than 11. So in the East, a guard taller than 6'1", younger than 23, and lower jersey number than 11. Not in the Southeast. We basically need a rookie. Yeah, Pirtle's going to teach me divisions. I'm going to have to like remember which teams are in which division. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 have, I have to look up divisions when I'm doing these because like mm. I don't remember at all. All right, so what, South, um, what uh, number does what number does Io wear? I think he also wears 11, and I think he's older uh, than Trey Young. Really? I was thinking of um, young guards. That is that is the right division to be thinking of, though, right? That is. It's like the. Chicago, New York. How young were we looking at? Under 23. Under, Under 23. 23. What yep. about the Detroit one, Killian Hayes? Too tall. Like he might be. Too yeah, tall, yeah. yeah. He's too, too tall, right? No, no, no. no. Yeah. It's, it is over 6'1", so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Between 6'1 oh. and 6'7". Oh, I was thinking, um, I don't know, I was yeah. thinking Kate Cunningham. All right, let's try Killian. All right. Are we sure that Detroit is not in the same division as Atlanta? Yes. Uh, so the southeast yeah, is going to be Miami, uh, Orlando, Charlotte, uh, Washington, Washington. Yeah. Okay. and Atlanta. Do you know what the other division is that's not the southeast or the central? 
because that's where our player oh. is. So it's got to be like maybe the New York guards or. or uh... All right, here's he's a he's a guard in the East, slightly shorter than six five, between twenty and twenty three years old, so twenty one or twenty two, and wears a jersey number lower than seven. Fuck. Slightly lower than seven. Hey, what does Miles McBride wear? Yeah, this, I'm thinking McBride or, or Grimes. Oh, yeah, Grimes. Grimes wears six. Right? Isn't Grimes tall, though? No. Yeah, Grimes. As, uh, I mean, for a guard, he's like 6'4". What is he, like 6'4"? Yeah. But My, Miles McBride is pretty short. Like, I don't think he's, uh, I, I don't think he's over 6'1". Mm. Do, do we want to try um, Grimes? Yeah, I'm leaning Grimes. Sure. Is there anyone else that's... What age bracket were we looking at? Uh, between 20 and 23, and Grimes is 21. Um, is, it, is it him? Uh, no, it is super close, though. Damn. Correct division, so- correct conference, correct position, exact height, exact jersey number. Damn. It's a 22-year-old in the East who's a guard who is 6'4 and wears number 6. It's got to be Wait, Cam do we get Thomas. division? Cam Thomas, right? In the Atlantic division. Who, who else is in the Atlantic division? Uh, Toronto, Brooklyn, Boston. Right, Toronto have no guards because they're starting Scotty Barnes at point guard, so we can cross them off. Yep. Boston? Do they have a number six? Do they have a 21-year-old six-foot-four guard who is number six? I don't think what so. Is, um, and, and they're 22 years old. Richard what is um, 11. Right. What Brooklyn can't have some, some young guards. I want to say Cam Thomas wears 24, though. How old did you say? 22. Exactly. Yes, because younger than 23 and older than 21. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. 22-year-old, six-foot-four guard in the East who is number six. I bet mean, someone's super obvious. Sorry, in the, in the Atlantic division as well. Um, all right. So that's Philly, Boston, Toronto, Philly, Boston, Brooklyn. Toronto, Brooklyn, New York. I don't think it's on Philly. Boston, there don't really have any guards left. Toronto definitely doesn't have anyone below the height of 6'8". <laughs> yeah, Toronto. Yeah, so we can cross them off. Uh, and we know it's not the do, Nick, right? Yeah, it's not the Knicks. Do, does Brooklyn I, have like another young crappy player that they just don't play? I think I got it. Yeah, but like it's kind of cheating because I I had to look up the rosters because I couldn't come up with anyone. <laughs> what? Yeah, so I'm just Nick, gonna you can't look guys. up the rosters. <laughs> yeah. I, I was going around circles. I don't know what to pick. <laughs> is it a player that we'll know about? I like, don't think. Is he a guy who I don't think minutes? anyone is. I don't think anyone is getting this one. If if, if they're not a seventy uh, sixers fan. Oh, he's a seventy sixer. Yeah, Jaden Springer. Um, he's nineteen. Isaiah Joe. Yeah, let's try that one. Oh, <laughs> is, is he too tall? Six four. Wait, who, who are the? Wait, Nico. What? Nico. <laughs> what was it? What was? What, what's the height? Isaiah Joe yeah, doesn't four. wear the right number. God damn it. <laughs> you looked up jer- oh, I, I did say I was bad at these jersey numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did we guess it? Did you put Isaiah Joe in there? No, do you want to? Uh, he, he's it, playing. Might as well just to eliminate. Yeah, I, I feel like at this point we've we've guessed it. We just haven't guessed it on the app yet. Yeah, so Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Isaiah Joe wears number seven. Otherwise, all correct. He is Wait. a 22-year-old, six-foot-four guard in the Atlantic Division. Not on the sixes. All right, so we, we've eliminated. Wait, so, what's him? So, so, no, so it's someone, 
in the Atlantic Division, but not on the Knicks or Sixers, who's a six foot four, twenty-two-year-old guard who is number six. So they're on the Raptors, the Nets, or the um Celtics. Um, the twenty-two-year-old six-four guard, D- David David Duke David Duke <laughs> Jr. Oh shit, that's not bad. That might be it. Try David Duke. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Nice, David Duke Jr. <laughs> That one was hard, like in yeah, comparison yeah. to like the other players yeah. that, that we were guessing. Like David yeah. Duke Jr., man. Yeah. Once again, he should just go by DJ Duke because that's a much cooler name. Yeah. All right, that'll be fun to edit, Nate. You'll make us sound so smart because you'll take out all the silences and they'll be like, man, those guys got in like 30 seconds. What fucking beast <laughs> just rattling off guesses. I feel like, I feel like we were... This took like twenty minutes. <laughs> I feel like we had a decent process for it, though. Yeah, you know, we went, yeah. We went with uh, Wiggins, like good median height age. Then mm-hmm. you know we knew it was below twenty two, so we picked a guy with eleven to like kind of cut that. I always feel like Trey Young is more six three. That was my thought was that he's gonna be a little bit taller. Yeah, but and like that split the height or like yep. sp- split age, split number, you know. Opposite conference, so trying to eliminate division. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I think that was I a good like process. I, I, I love how um how close we got with like our last two guesses, where we just need to change one thing. Where it's like, yep, you got you got the exact conference, division, position, height, age, even the exact age. It's it's pretty hard when there's like multiple players that you can pick, and they're all like obscure names. Hmm. Like Isaiah Do- Joe and David yeah. Duke Jr. As, as soon like, as I got to remember oh what what number Jaden Springer wears, it's like oh god. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but pretty fun game. Like we we can do that next week as well. Pr- pretty fun that we can do two in a row. Also, like yeah, yeah. And if but there's just... anyone who's um listening that doesn't know what the fuck we're doing, don't want to explain that. Nah. <laughs> you, should, you should you should have subscribed to the TikTok. Yeah, but we'll be back next week with. Actually, I won't be back next week. Hopefully, we'll be back next week with uh, just Dylan and Nico to go over the Eastern Conference play-in slash whatever's going on in the league. Gonna be pure chaos next week. Mm. Pure unedited chaos. Yeah, and you better enjoy it, or else. Yeah. <laughs> But thanks for listening. It's been a great week. Follow us wherever. And whenever. That's a good Shakira song. Nate's got the Shakira moves.